0: Hashanah, the new year, is a day of choice, a day when we are given the possibility of choosing again. This is an amazing thought. For so many of us, the days go by and we seem to have drifted into habits of thought, feeling and even actions, which on closer examination, we may not in fact espouse. So what does this new choice consist of? And how do we choose? The sages teach us that we're made up of body and soul. The body aspect of ourselves is the framework of the ego called by Rabbi Ashlag the will to receive for oneself alone. He calls it that because this title actually describes its basic nature. The ego expresses itself through desires to benefit itself. These desires then beget needs and needs beget thoughts and actions as to how to fulfill these needs. This framework of the ego can be so compelling that we even say of a person, he or she is governed by his or her ego. The other aspect of ourselves is the soul. This is characterized by the desire to give compassionately, unconditionally. The soul is of the same essence as that of God, of the Creator, whose desire is only that of giving. This soul is also given to us, as we say every morning, Oh my God, the soul that you gave me is pure. You created it, you formed it, and you breathed it into me. To acknowledge our soul is to acknowledge the godliness within me. The more I acknowledge the godliness within me, the more power I give to the potential of the soul to govern my thoughts, my actions and my speech rather than giving away this power unthinkingly to the ego. So the choice I need to make is which governance do I choose? That of the ego or the governance of the soul? The governance of the ego leads us to the dead end of self-serving whose false gods are sterile and bear of fruit. Whereas the choice of being governed by the soul is to choose to be in affinity of form with the Creator, to be in unity or dvekut with the Supreme King of Kings, the Holy Blessed One. When we put the choice like that, it's a no-brainer. Yet this is the central question of Rosh Hashanah, the choice of choosing again for God to be our King. That is to say, choosing that which governs me throughout the year should be that all my thoughts, feelings and actions should be directed by the Torah and the Mitzvot for the sake of giving goodness to my fellow and to the Creator. What is involved in this choice? And why, if it is so simple, do we fall into habits of thought and actions that don't uphold it? Rabbi Baruch Shalom Ashlag, the great Tzaddik, who was the firstborn son of Rabbi Yehudelev Ashlag, looks at this choice and the difficulties involved in an article that he wrote concerning our inner work of serving God. In the Musafamid of Rosh Hashanah, we recite So says the Lord the King of Israel and his Redeemer the Lord of Hosts I am the first, and I am the last, and besides me there is no God. We need to ask the question, why is it written the King of Israel? Surely the Creator is the King of the whole world. We need to know that whatever we say about God does not actually say anything at all about Him as He is in Himself, for on this the sages have said no thought can grasp Him at all. But all the descriptions that we say about God only describe what we've attained of His light. Of course, the Creator is the king of the world. That is to say, he governs the world even if the created beings don't want to recognize his sovereignty. He doesn't need that we should agree for him to rule over us. But he rules without asking us, and he does not require our agreement. As the Ramban wrote in the 13 Articles of Faith, Ani ma'amin Bemunashlema shlema, shabawai poach I believe with perfect faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is the Creator and guides the behavior of all the created beings. He alone has done, does, and will do all actions. If it is the case that He rules over us without asking us, then why do we need to accept upon ourselves the yoke of his sovereignty? The answer is that we need to know that he rules over us. Unless we accept upon ourselves the yoke of the kingdom of heaven through faith, which is of a higher consciousness than that of knowledge or experience, we cannot receive God's goodness. With our rational mind, we can't understand this. For within the paradigm of knowledge, we cannot see that God's behaviour with his created beings is that he is good and does good. On the contrary, we all feel that we lack something in aspects of enjoyment that we expect to receive out of our life. In truth, it were to happen that we would see that when we pray to God and ask something from him, we would immediately receive what we asked for. This would be designated as having knowledge of God. And then we would not need to believe that God hears our prayer but we would see with our own eyes that God helps us. But we pray to God many times and often it seems to us as if God does not relate to our prayer and the proof of this is that we don't feel we got that which we had prayed for. Then we need to strengthen ourselves in our belief and say as it is written for you do hear the prayer of every mouth It goes against our experience and against what our rational mind is telling us. Our rational mind is telling us that God forbid God's not listening to us. But at this point, we need to take courage and prevail over our own experience and say, I'm not going to look at what my intelligence and my experience want me to understand. But I believe, according to the faith in the sages who've taught us, that God indeed hears the prayer of every mouth. And this is designated as emuname al-hadat, faith above reason. And through receiving the yoke of the kingdom of heaven in such a way, we subsequently merit to come to the love of God. As it says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Because it is through giving that we acquire affinity of form with the creator. giving to god is undertaken through giving our faith to god in so doing we acquire the vessels of giving when we have such clean vessels of giving then the creator is able to give us the good and the joy that he wishes to give us from what we've said we can now understand what it is we need to attain through crowning god our king by crowning god our king We can then receive the desire through which we may one day receive pleasure from the Creator. And this is the desire of giving to God, of serving Him and others. It's only through giving that we can establish a connection with the Creator. Because when we don't have any connection with the Creator, He can't actually give us anything. So to receive enjoyment from the Creator, we need to believe in Him that he does indeed govern all the world and his governance is good. You may ask the question, what does the creator gain if we believe that he is king? Regarding a king of flesh and blood, we may understand that he needs honour. This is not the case of the creator. Does he require that the created beings should give him glory? Does he have need of us, God forbid? But it is written in the Zohar that we need to have you out of him, we need to have yu'ah, which is awe of God, because God is the chief principle. A person should have yu'ah of God, because he is great in loving kindness and rules over all. God is great, because he is the root from which emanates all the worlds. His greatness is seen over all his acts, because all the worlds that he created, both the higher and the lower ones, are to be considered as nothing before him, and they do not add anything to his essence, may he be blessed. If this is the case, why do we need to do all our service for the sake of heaven? But the truth is, our service that we're given to do works for our benefit. That by doing this service, we're saved from being separated from God, and we can come to unity with Him. We can come to be like Him, in the sense of just as He is merciful, so you be merciful. Just as He is giving, so we also become to be giving we may serve God for God's sake. And from this, great use springs forth to the created beings, because in this way we may receive pleasure from him. And this is what we asked. Why does it say, Melech Yisrael, the king of Israel? Isn't God king of the nations of the world? The answer is that in our inner work, every person is considered as being a whole world. The Holy Zohar teaches that every person is made up of the nations of the world, that is those aspects of the person that constitute the ego, and the aspects of the soul, Israel. So when the press is the king of Israel, this refers to the time when a person takes upon himself Melech Israel, the sovereignty of Israel. That is, we choose that the sole aspect of ourselves dominate our thoughts, deeds, and worlds as our soul is in affinity of form with God and then we call God Melech Yisrael Yisrael Yashar El straight to God. In this way we declare that God is our King and we accept upon ourselves the sovereignty of God from our own side, from our own decision. But there are those parts of ourselves the ego within ourselves which don't agree. But God is King over the whole world So God reigns over these aspects of ourselves also, just without their agreement. God is king of our inner world, even of those parts which have no faith in God and don't even want to think about the issue of the kingship of heaven. This is what is meant that God is king over the nations of the world. He's king over those parts of ourselves which want to deny him. He does what he wants without their knowledge, and he does and will do all the acts. Therefore, the intention of the prayer in saying the king of Israel refers to our soul aspect that takes upon ourselves the yoke of the kingdom of heaven from our own agreement and will. And this is what is written in Pirke Avot Nifre'in min ha'adami dato u shelomi dato A man has to pay, with his agreement and without his agreement. With his agreement refers to the aspect of Israel within us, to our soul, through which we acknowledge God's sovereignty. Without his agreement is those aspects of ourselves that are the nations of the world within us that don't accept God's sovereignty. These aspects express themselves through the mind, in that the ego says, only what I know is true. These inner nations of the world don't allow the person to go in the way of faith. And through the heart. The ego, the nations of the world inside ourselves say, They do not allow the person to get out of his selfish love and they only allow the person to do acts that his heart desires which he feels will give himself benefit what is worse regarding actions that are only undertaken for the sake of giving these nations of the world which are within us oppose them with all their urgency and we find we have no power to get out of their clutches indeed Only God himself can redeem us from their hand. And that is why we say, the King of Israel and his Redeemer. Only after the person has chosen for himself the sovereignty of God in the yoke of the Kingdom of Heaven, in the aspect of the King of Israel, does he he attain that God is his Redeemer. For it was God who redeemed him from the hand of the evil governance, and no other power can do this. For we, on our own, have no power for this. But first, we have to choose that this is indeed what we want. That so we have to make this choice for God. And this is what we affirm on Rosh Hashanah. That we want to affirm that our governance of our own internal world will be by the King of Israel. That is, by the soul. For the name Israel is Yashar El, straight to God. And when we take one step towards God, God takes giant leaps for us. May we all be blessed that this Rosh Hashanah, we make that step of asking that the Divine One in His mercy take governance over our own internal world. And then we will all join together in one band that His governance of goodness and compassion will be revealed openly to the whole world. As the Prophet Zechariah declared, in that day He will be one and His name one. I would like to bless every single person listening to this podcast with a sweet, happy new year in which we all learn to make good decisions, which bring more love into our lives and into the lives of our families and those who are dear to us. Shana tova. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudelev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.nahorahschool.com or www.nahorahpress.com.